0: what's up moto buddies mike here from taco moto co who are we we make and sell the ultimate products to perfect out your austrian dual sport motorcycle um, a ktm exc excf xcfw husqvarna fe and fes and soon we'll be developing uh, some some products and components for the honda crf 450l rl and x bikes Uh, We build out bikes for our clients and friends from Sunday Trail Specials all the way up to fully-equipped Global Slayers, like what RTW Paul is riding on as he uh, travels around the world on an EXC 500. In late 21, we'll be rolling out a full-service suspension shop as well as a motor program, full rebuilds, blueprinting, balancing, getting rid of the motor buzz and the big board KTM thumpers, top-end valve grindings, uh, the works. Uh, we want to extend, ultimately, what we're after is to extend your ride day uh, and your endurance and your stamina and be able to keep you on the bike for more riding years. We've got a bunch of 70-year-old riders out there who, with our help, hopefully will be riding well into their 90s. Taco Motoco. find us on the, spe- on the out on all the socials. Uh, go out and get some adventure.
1: In this round of Information Overload, Jimmy and Matt get going on a long discussion of plenty things – Jimmy says that he is the noisy guy at the intersection that makes himself look bad. He comp- claims that he didn't complain when river bathing on the tour of Idaho. The pair goes back and forth about growing up on dirt bikes. And somewhere in an hour and a half, there, is, there are things like more 390 questions and the best example of how to grill the marketing department of some companies.
2: Live from Pahrump, which is Valley of the Dirt People. And I say that affectionately. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode number 58. This is the a show where we talk about dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. We uh, try to answer your questions, questions that you've put up on the YouTube videos that you've sent us via email at Dirt Bike Test. Uh, the questions that come up live on Facebook, we can answer nine out of 10 questions, Matt, without referring to a reference manual. Just and nine. Just well, nine out of ten. I yeah. mean safely saying I'm just uh being a my co host tonight is uh Matt Mattoon. Right. Hey. What Al, what do you call him, Matt? Jimmy Jr. Jimmy Jr. <laughs> uh which that's that's high praise for me. Uh because uh Matt's kind of smart. He goes to college and stuff, and he's what did you write a paper on today? Gravity, right? Uh gravitational waves. Gravitational waves. Yeah,
1: spending a lot of time reading about general relativity. fun okay. stuff.
2: Yeah, so um, if you have a question that requires uh, brains, we'll just pass it over to Matt. And if you just want to know how to go faster on your dirt bike and give your dirt bike more power, I'm going to tell you to – what do you do if you want to make your bike have more power? Chicken wing <laughs> the throttle chicken wing the throttle yeah. if the el- that you
1: want the elbow pointing down like 90 degrees face down no
2: it's it's i always told you it's it's if get the elbow in front of your wrist so you think about oh, that, your wrist and the elbow is actually in front of the wrist that's maximum power
1: no no that that that's what the pros do no like when i saw when i saw march banks that that's totally what he was doing in the air really yeah uh, see i'm not flexible
2: enough for that <laughs> the difference between a pro and average joe is just
1: just that little bit. That
2: that wrist, the, the the elbow in front of the wrist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so sometimes we do joke about things here, which that just was, except for the part about turning the throttle farther. So, hey, um, so in reality, what the big news is, is that we uh, have a new partner, a new sponsor on uh, Dirt Bike Test. And with Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, it is now brought to you by KTM, uh, which is pretty cool. That's why I'm wearing an orange shirt. And since I don't just completely... You know, bow to to all the sponsors. That's why the shirt says something else. (laughs) It doesn't say, it's orange though. So it was just, it was like a clue. But hey, uh, I'll tell you what KTM, it's powered by a distinct ready to race mentality. KTM is the world's leading high performance street and off road sport motorcycle manufacturer with North American headquarters based in Murrieta, California. Over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on racetracks around the world. And the brand's remarkable global success is reflected in every product it develops and in every way it moves. Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that, no. You did, Do you know they're ready to race? Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I raced them. Yeah, you raced them for uh,
1: quite some time. Wasn't there uh, – didn't they like first sign you and then uh, the bike – uh, this
2: is like for when they first started coming to America, and they started it blew. Well, I had a fluke thing well, happen twice or something. No, they no they'd been they'd been coming to, they'd been coming to America for a long time. Al will mm-hmm. even tell you you were a Penton owner. Yeah, yeah. Al at uh, Al, one of our local guys out here, one of our local riders, uh, um, still a KTM rider. Um, actually, he he might switch to Husky though. No, not yeah. really. But what if, what if you rode one of those, Possibly. and and it was orange? Would it be better? Probably, probably, yeah. Um, so anyhow, uh, I I have to uh, make a little small disclaimer um, on behalf of KTM is that the views expressed on this show are the views of Dirt Bike Test and Jimmy Lewis and whoever else is sitting next to me and talking into the microphones, uh, not necessarily of KTM, although we do try to give really honest, sage um, advice. And I'm going to kind of tell you another story that this is um, – so I've I've we talked about it. I've raced KTM's back in the uh, the late late '80s early '90s and I stopped racing for them because they actually at the time went bankrupt uh, and it was a big transition time and then they came back and now I mean to make a short story long I mean look at where they're at now but they had really good bikes back then uh, maybe really? maybe not the best uh, suspension um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't I mean you could get it to work it was. Uh, but they had mo- they were they had good motors. I raced a 125, and and Danny Hamill was racing the 250 at the time, and Dan Smith mm-hmm. was riding the 500. And our bikes were the best bikes in the desert. Uh, Kevin Hines was racing uh, enduros, the National Enduro Championship, and he had a really good uh, bike that he was on. So they they've always made good good stuff. It just it maybe it <laughs> wasn't as polished as some of the some of the uh, some of the the Japanese stuff at the time but they've definitely uh uh now um, I think they've uh, they've stepped up uh, significantly for sure and uh so uh what I was going to kind of get into is so they I've been I've been you know poking around trying to get you know advertising and I'm not a good guy at going and getting advertising for you know for dirt bike tests and stuff that's not my thing I ride dirt bikes and test them and I was I've been joking with them yeah I should support us and and basically the you know Tom Owen, who's been there. He was, he was the guy who's prepped the magazine bikes for, like back when I was racing. And he was he's been down there. He was back down there when there was three or four people in that office uh, down in at the time El Cajon. Um, he's still there running the the uh, marketing department, and and now in Murrieta. And he would jokingly say, he's like, oh, we don't we don't want to we don't want to help you out or sponsor you because we don't want you to change. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And like, like, you know me, I won't change. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it looked kind of funny if we we're we we're helping you out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to change. I promise you, <laughs> I won't. Right, right. I won't change. I mean, like even before they were helping me dirt bike test in general, I mm-hmm. you know people would call up and say, hey, what's the best bike? And I just go, KTM five hundred. That's that just yeah. by, but, but you're not the only one who's been saying that for no a few years though. No, and, and the only person that doesn't say it is Johnny Campbell, and he says Sierra <laughs> 450 whatever XLR. Right, Actually, right. We, we we're almost this was this was almost done last week. We just didn't have some of the the ad materials and mm-hmm. things that we needed. Um, so it was good because Johnny was my co-host, so I would just have to beat him up all the all the whole show that the KTM is better than the the Honda. But yeah. 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 So, um, but anyways, that's, that's kind of the, so they, they, they're like, oh, we don't want to change. And so we figured out a way that they could kind of help, help us keep going. Um, and, uh, I, we're going to probably do kind of this KTM sort of tech tip and, it's, it's going to be, you know, something that anybody can use, hopefully, you know, so mm-hmm. you don't have to be a KTM rider to appreciate it. But uh, I'm really appreciative. It's, I mean, especially in these times now when everything's kind of tough with, with the, the, the economy and the COVID stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, what, are th- what are those, uh, uh, I wrote it down, uh, murder hornets.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, with murder hornets now uh, affecting our daily lives. Uh, you, I, I'm so appreciative that, that they stepped up and they're gonna help keep us going. Yeah. And we're gonna, you know, kind of kick this uh ball in the gear. And, and awesome. Gabe, Gabe is ready to pounce because he thinks I actually might have some money in our checkbook right now. I, that's why he's standing that close because he doesn't want he's trying to intimidate you. Doesn't I told him it takes a little while for them for it to actually start flowing, but it, it may. It's okay, Gabe. <laughs> I'll we'll strike. We'll strike.
1: Hey, so uh. So actually, I I just I have one quick little question. Okay. So uh, it, it's about the dirt bike test uh, logo. So um, how, how did that come about? Because it kind of looks like the HRC logo.
2: No, uh, the one in your hat looks yeah. like the HRP logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to take your, your thing off. That's a uh, different one. Yeah, you. So I don't know what you're talking about. There's no way that we actually like looked at somebody else's logo and like <laughs> ripped it off at all. There's okay. No way that we've ever done anything like that. Yeah, that that one. That's the one I'm talking about. That one. Yeah, I, it's just it's our own. We made it up. How did you? How did did so? Now coming from someone your age, did yeah. you? Did you know? Had you seen the the logo, the other logo? Before? You saw ours first, right? Uh, so I
1: saw. I did see yours first, but it was like a week apart. Right. So and, you know that HRC
2: copied us. Did that did they because yeah. I thought I saw a picture of like an older bike where it looked like it yeah no you, you, you remember you saw ours first so then you uh, saw the second one that's HRC and then okay and then, it, and then they copied us so okay um, we got a lot of good questions Same the standards um, we have uh, a lot of a lot of good people our regulars up on the show I'm sure our chat room and stuff is pretty active um, I'm gonna get to as many of those questions as I can I think George is gonna um, hurt everybody. Uh, into um, making the uh, making the questions easier to find on the chat room, uh, but there's yeah lots of cool stuff going on. Hey, another uh, shout out I like to do is uh, remember uh, torture test. Gabe, did you ever see the show he was on? Uh, I didn't, no, but I've, I've heard about him. Okay, no. so he's he's from your age. He's a what a Gen Z guy, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he, I and I don't know how you guys brand and how you do different things, mm-hmm. but he he was torture test magazine but now he's like go get me a coffee that's his new new thing yeah yeah and uh he he's bringing back the DRZ 200 evidently <laughs> and i know i have a lot of, we have a lot of listeners that kind of share some listeners and their friends of him um he's he i actually had to copy this off is he says welcome to the opportunities to support the greatest DRZ 200 content on the internet i kid you there's no lie in that because there is no drz200 content on the internet <laughs> besides what he's doing and like talk about taking the path of least resistance right, right. um he says it's coming soon it says in here on his page uh, you'll see a bunch of parts listed these are not parts for sale they're parts that you can buy to be used on the drz200 or dr200 project i said drz it's dr200 project mm. so basically you can you can go on his web page and you can like buy one clutch plate and hit checkout mm. and then and then they send him the clutch plate so he's trying to crowdsource through his um his uh viewers um getting that bike rebuilt because according yeah. to him it's the most awesome bike ever and by the way you can buy a t-shirt from him that says my DRZ my DR200 is awesome or something uh uh-huh. uh uh-huh. Or you can get the iHeart KTM tiers, which we don't support anymore—not one bit. Is that the one I'm sitting in front of? Him? Yeah, that's why you're never going to move. You can't okay. get up out of that seat because okay. that—that's—that's that's a bad. That's a bad. I
1: almost want. I almost pulled it out when you were reading the, the sponsorship, but then I decided. You know, that's, that's that's not a good business
2: side that's, strategy. That's right. That's smart. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and you can even buy a sticker uh, for the side of his bike, uh, which is great. Great marketing. Uh, so I I think he tries to avoid me. I don't know why, but. Uh, I need to get him back in here because I I really I'm trying to learn how you younger folk uh, do things. It's definitely different than the way us, us old farts uh, yeah yeah tend to do it. But I was thinking about buying him a um uh a bag of ball bearings to to, to put in the muffler. <laughs> I think it would just fit his style. I mean yeah it, that that then not only would it like be a ride like a bag of ball bearings, it sound like it too. So when right. he goes when he goes by you. On that dr 200, um, and I, I like that because I used to do that same stuff when I was like riding mini bikes around the motocross track. I'd be riding like an 85 and uh-huh. pass guys on 450, and I'm a big guy on the mini bike, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, you need that 450, bro. You know, twist the throttle a little bit farther, <laughs> right? Right. So I, I see what he's doing. I get it. Um. Uh. But hey, so he's uh man. I don't know how you're going to find him anymore. Go get a coffee. Dot torture test slash backslash dr200 Find just search him out on the internet Mm -hmm. and maybe he'll he'll pop back up here i noticed my um my uh my thing froze on the uh on the live feed (laughs) yeah i noticed that too but are we are we back it's the live little thing's still going okay good yeah my my as long if we drop somebody better let me know because that's going to be a big problem maybe Uh, maybe gabe shut it off because you haven't paid him yet (laughs) <laughs> oh. Well, Gabe. I mean, that I mean that's that's I'll <laughs> hey, I'll teach Logan everything you know in about 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> hey, um another one I wanted to get in while I'm fresh before you pour me a tequila. Uh let's start out with the uh the uh Extra Añejo Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia cuz we're not messing around. This was a gift, of course, cuz I can't afford to buy this stuff uh matt's doing the opening of the box um and like i said just a little bit um just a little bit yeah i'm gonna try to concentrate before you so do you want a college student definition of a little bit or an actual little bit no it's a sipping tequila matt it's this stuff is really good well you can have a lot to sip on (laughs) (laughs) it Uh, actually smells good it is yeah a little taste yeah, no, you're allowed to. Oh, I'm allowed to? Okay. Yeah, you're old enough now. I forgot that. Last time you came in, I thought you were 19. No, no, I'm 23 now. I know. I, I, time flies. Yeah. Wait till you get old, right, ne- Right, Al? Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> so, hey. um, He's doing so, more push-ups than you, right? On our... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could do that live sometime, <laughs> the push-ups. Uh, so, On the Husky 501 video test, uh, a guy named Chase Ackerman, and I'm going to read as much as I can get through of this uh, without – I'm just going to try to read it straight through uh, because I usually throw in commentary, but I'll do my best. He says, guys are getting 70-plus horsepower with a tuned Vortex and FMF. I think they may be switching the throttle body out too. We've got a 2020 KTM 500 making 70 horsepower and running 1452. The throttle response is wicked, it's loud. I really want to stop and say something there. And they absolutely smoke the four fifties off the line in hair scrambles in Enduros we races we do. The 2020 Huskies are also also shaved a ton of weight off this year and now on par with the KTMs. That fact is that they come with the Explore 48s is a huge plus too. Lots of improvements are 2020. Many pro riders swap out AERs for Explorers for hardcore enduro rotting, and it's worth it. I've got Cooper Abbott's 450 XCF, Destry's son. So I, yeah, I know who that is. But yeah, Destry yeah, Abbott son too. And he has sw- his swapped. Do the ECU, get a slip-on pipe, do your reads, get the suspension valve, and remove remove the clunky mirrors and junk, and they'll crush every other bike known to man when it comes to mid- to high-speed off-roading. Seriously. If you're a bigger dude who can throw the bike around, you'll easily give the two-strokes a run for their money in low-speed technical sections. The best part... Oh, I'm missing a line? we know a lot of trail riders getting 300 plus hours on a top end with perfect maintenance now if you're going racing or a pro rider then you can get 50 to 150 hours depending on how you ride and the type of racing you're doing but long story short the engines are very stout okay Uh, he had a lot he had a lot to say chase i think you need your own podcast bro you got a lot He's go. got a lot
1: of opinions. And he's got a lot to say. That's I'm going to break it all down. Good,
2: though. I'm going to break it all down because he did take some time to, to write that on, yeah. our, on our 501. And, and, and there's a lot of information on that, actually. Okay, so I don't know why the hell you need 70-plus horsepower to do an Enduro or a hair scrambles. I really don't. Uh, to do wheelies where in the parking lot yeah when you're riding from your truck to the start line
1: yeah you gotta show off to everyone yeah because
2: with 70 plus horsepower you're gonna be so dead by the time you get done with the first lap you're not gonna be doing any wheelies at the end of the race to begin with so um i'm pretty sure you can get 70 plus horsepower but i still don't know what tire you would use to actually make that horsepower stick to the ground even in really good traction uh so 70 is a big number. I, I would like his dyno because his dyno is way kicks ass over my butt dyno. Cause my mm-hmm. butt dyno, I think I called that thing like, what I call it? Like 35 or something. I'm not quite sure. That was a yeah. stock one, but we didn't pull the reeds out and do the ECU and make it wicked and loud and absolutely smoke 450s. We actually thought it was a really good trail riding bike, um, uh, onto the suspension, um, so the Explorer Forty Eights is a huge plus, but well, X is swapping out the Explorers for uh, AERs, uh, uh, I I actually like the AER fork because it's lighter, and man to, to in the the XCFs come with those of course that's the stock fork on those the air fork is on the motocross bike and the XCF, so. Um, the The more trail riding bikes get the open cartridge uh, spring fork. Um, I see. So did he? S- I can't tell whether he was telling me that 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 he bought Destry or Cooper Abbott's four hundred and fifty XCF, mm-hmm. and he had his swapped out to. If <laughs> if somebody swapped the F- Explorers onto the XCF, I think you got a you got a. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if that was a bonus or uh <laughs> you went backwards I don't know you should read the internet about that one cuz like usually people talk about how those forks aren't good I I mm-hmm. think they're great actually the explores the explore fork Okay yeah yeah I remember you talking
1: about uh last podcast I was on
2: Yeah so the so the it, it might actually be I mean it's it's like they probably told you it was better and for trail riding and stuff it actually mm-hmm. might be better but for moto it's not the fork that it comes with <laughs> Yeah So anyways uh Let's see, uh, uh, crush every other bike mid to high speed off roading. I think they. I I was I was riding with a bunch of guys that had all those mods done, and I was mm-hmm. on that particular bike, that stock Husky five hundred one, with the muffler all choked up and the little screen in the back. And we were riding in some sand washes when they were wet and perump. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure about every four or five miles, I stopped and I had to wait for those guys. <laughs> I mean. I'm now. I know. I'm absolutely, positively sure. I had to stop and wait for those guys because all that thirty-five horsepower was kind of, you know, making me ride faster because I was able to control the bike and I wasn't spinning and doing all the other stuff. But they had all those mods done. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, and I bet that I could get like five hundred hours on that motor without working on it because I have three KTM five hundreds that are rolling proof of that. Right? (laughs) Maybe the older motor, but. Anyways, uh, and if you're racing in a pro, uh, you know as long I, if if you don't bounce off the rev limiter in your pro, you're fine. You're going to get just as many hours as the novice who doesn't bounce off the rev limiter. And is if you have sand go through your air filter or um, you don't change your oil often enough, which isn't that often but often enough, um, those things can make the novice rider have to change his piston after 50 hours and adjust his valve after 50 hours so it really doesn't matter if you're a pro or a novice Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um i think pros like guys that really hammer things hammer them whether they're a novice or they're a pro yeah i know pros that get lots and lots of time on their bikes and i know novices that can blow things up in 35 hours Mm -hmm. um just depends on how you use stuff so so chase uh thanks for pointing all that stuff out um you can do all that stuff and you can get a lot of horsepower, but I always ask somebody when they, when they're so interested in getting all this power, it's like, well, so you were wide open, right? And they're like, well, no, I wanted more, you know, I wanted more bottom end power. And, and like, okay, so you want a different power delivery. It's not the number, like that 70 horsepower number mm-hmm. is just, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, you you know you're you're talking about developing a power band and developing a delivery, and I kid you not in all of these like just bolt on, plug in things that you and if you do more than one thing and mm-hmm. it isn't tuned with the other thing, you are going to lose rideability. And I keep preaching that. Right. And I have a I have the get ECU on one of my bikes right now that's supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread, and I hate it. I'm, I'm still fiddling with it to get the, 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 the drivability and the rideability that I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, it makes more power. And it actually feels like it makes a lot more power because it's so, it's so jacked up on the low end mm-hmm. and the throttle response, low end going to mid-range. When that mid-range comes on, and I guarantee you it makes probably four or five more horsepower, maybe yeah. up to seven in this certain section of mid-range. But th- going from crap low end into pretty spectacular mid-range makes the bike feel like it has a lot more power. Mm-hmm. Then it goes up in a top end and it kind of falls off again, and so you, the sensation is, "Hey, my bike makes more power, but it's less rideable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it the throttle response is kind of crappy, and so it's not just that. And when I see these guys just jumping on all these things, you got to do this, you got to do that, and unless you have a really experienced guy that knows exactly what he's doing with the, the tuning, unless it's sold as a as a you know a a kit that's absolutely tuned to run that way,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then I don't think it. I don't think. You're uh, gonna, I don't think. I, yeah, you're going to get more power, but is that what you're really asking for?
1: Right, right. Uh, does JD Jetting uh, do they still make
2: those little tuner? Oh, yeah, things. So? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yep, yep. And that's those are those are really good because they're simple and mm-hmm. easy to do, and all they do is affect the fueling. And if you change your exhaust, especially on a emissions compliant bike, mm-hmm. you need to do something to the fueling. You cannot just change your exhaust because it will not run. Properly and getting a, I had my thing flashed to a Euro map. It's like, so what is that? That's mm-hmm. just like that's just like pulling an ECU off of another bike and plugging it in. Not the same model, but plug it in and go. This is better. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so that's the way it was designed. Oh, it's got you know it's secret. It's got the special this and that. So it's not to say that that get ECU isn't a very very powerful tool that I can now do fueling and ignition. But it's also very very complicated and for me to 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 put it on a bike. That has a very specific setup that works really good with the stock ECU and a JD tuner. Mm-hmm. And it was like perfect to get that same level of perfection out of the out of the GET ECU with the same exhaust system and no JD tuner, just just the get working on. It's a lot more complex. And I really want to get it to work because I want to mm-hmm. test the potential of that particular product. Right, right. So I'm working on it. Um, but anyways. Thanks, Chase. Appreciate it. Uh, I did tell him to, that he could call in or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he wanted to discuss it. Well, do you, even have the, do you have the phone lines open? No, we don't have the phone lines open yet. <laughs> well, how can he call in then? I don't know. I'm really not ready. Actually, I'm ready to have a sip of tequila, Matt. Why don't you read the next— uh,
1: Oh, I was going to sip next... too, though.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's your turn to read the question that starts with Jimmy. All right jimmy i
1: picked up my dirt bike today from the dealership they installed a new cylinder and a new piston based uh based on the damage they saw to the top of the piston scoring on the old cylinder i talked to the service rep and he said he personally rode the bike for six miles after the repair and it ran well i rode it myself for a few blocks before loading it up and it definitely ran strong and idled perfect mike uh bolini bolini is that husky uh husky
2: 300 that had the problem and so there was actually a little more he kind of detailed some other stuff that was um really cool Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was the one that was having the problems It was running kind of awkward and and didn't work Well, when he sent me the picture It definitely showed some detonation um, And so what they think afterwards Is that he got, you know, some bad gas And ran it for a while on bad gas And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that detonation Because he didn't show the The picture only showed the um, piston at top dead center It didn't show it down So I imagine there was some cylinder scoring And stuff like that. So I suspect that's what happened is all of a sudden there was a loss of power, probably loss of impression, loss of power. And that's what he ended up feeling. And Mm -hmm. since it was kind of the bike had been sitting and different things. um, So I'm just stoked that Mike got his uh, bike all sorted out. And yeah, um, this kind of leads me on another thing. If it was bad gas, it was probably detonating. And so people ask, like, what is detonation? And this is – Probably a better uh, question for someone like Chris real who um, can explain it. But it's basically pre-ignition of gas and and flame fronts that are flying all over and doing uh, bad things. They cause heat and they cause damage inside the cylinder. Um, they a lot of times those flame fronts will take chips off of the piston, and um, you know it's just over they'll overheat certain parts of the of the combustion chamber. Bad things happen and you a lot of times especially on two strokes and the smaller displacement the harder it is to hear it and feel it um it's it's a ping it's a you know you hear it mm. knocks and you know when when your car does it because but it's doing it at such a low rpm it's actually definitely a distinctive noise and they have lots of computers on modern day cars so that cars don't knock on on our motorcycles and stuff we have none of that and and a lot of times you know you can you can feel it and a lot a lot of times on the 125 2 strokes i remember we would get detonation
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you couldn't hear it but you could it was like it was like the bike was losing a quarter of the power for just small moments
0: mm-hmm.
2: but it's it it definitely sounds like a knock i mean there's no there's no doubt about it when you're riding it. and I, I i can hear it on the you know every once in a while on the KTM 300s and the Husky mm-hmm. 300s high load medium rpm you can get a knock when you have bad gas in it. And now with the quality of gas and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. not that hard to get a uh, bad, bad gas. So kind of that's something to pay attention to kind of, if you have any questions about that. I mean, mm. I'd like to get someone who's uh, maybe a little more knowledgeable on that kind of stuff to come in and uh, talk about it. I know, you know, sometimes adding like an octane booster running a good fuel, but if you run Especially on these new bikes, if you run too good of a fuel, guess what you need to do? Uh, Fuel tuning. Like you, oh yeah. If you change the kind of fuel you're running in your Husaberg two-stroke, you would have to rejet. Yeah, yeah. Same is true of when you're, um, when you're, you know, uh, changing your fuel up. Like Mm -hmm. people are always asking us, "Can I run hundred octane low lead? Hundred and ten octane low lead?" Well, you can. But you better tune your bike for it. It's probably not the best for it. Mm-hmm. Most bikes are designed to run stock on pump gas, and they do pretty good at that. That's good pump gas. That's probably the ninety-two, the ninety-one octane stuff. Mm-hmm. If you can get the the uh, the non-ethanol fuel, that's probably even better. Uh, you know, especially if you're going to store your bike for any period of time. But um, yeah, when you get when you get you know the eighty-seven that's been sitting in that tank for at the little gas station out in the middle of nowhere that was the only place you could get gas and it's been in that tank for 6 months and it's last year's winter blend uh mm-hmm. you're going to have a little bit of an issue. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: definitely. How is that? How is that? How is that? That uh, is a it's pretty very good tequila, yeah, yeah. That was really smooth. It's really smooth.
1: No, it's uh and the flavor's pretty good too. I'm So happy uh
2: happy Cinco de Mayo everybody. By the yeah. way, I was going to I was going to read something that 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 uh that I saw in a little um, meme meme that I got today, it's uh, it basically says, imagine if you will, a world where Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday, only to be ruined by a virus named after a Mexican beer. So take take that, and with that, I will have uh, the next the next one, the uh, Clase Azul. But yep. I got to finish this one first.
1: See, I thought you're supposed to thought you thought you're supposed to sip it, and then you're about to um, skip the bold question, and then go to the the TOI video question. Okay, so this question is from uh, Joe Clink. Uh, uh, enjoyed watching, but seems like he complained about everything the whole trip.
2: On the tour of Idaho video, he says that he enjoyed watching my video, but he's complaining that I complained about everything on the whole trip. Did I did I get that right?
1: Yes, yes, that's a hundred percent. So what's new? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what's good about this tequila, by the way? What's that? Is, is a, it, it makes you tell more stories.
2: No, no, you, you got it. Wait, I got to do it by the microphone. Ah, uh, uh, it's a, it's like a, it's a bell on top. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Uh, thanks, Larry. <laughs> uh, that's where I got that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, did I complain the whole trip? I thought I was having a good time. anybody ever watch that the tour of Idaho video? Yeah, it's actually – it's it's getting to be Tour of Idaho season. I see Martin's doing a whole bunch of stuff over on his um, MoJazz uh, website with all of his stuff. He's lining up all of his teams. He's got his little secret chat rooms and stuff. So if you're doing Tour of Idaho, I hope you've got it all you, you, you on were good when you get wet. lock point. Yeah, I, I would – I didn't complain about getting wet. When I fell – I didn't fall in the river. I would took a bath. <laughs> it's That was a, I was – I was dirty and I – yeah i was complaining so what
1: Just is he thankfully didn't do that in the alaska what, is,
2: what does todd jacob say
1: he says cool video dot
2: dot Th- dot all right well yeah um i thanks todd but i i mean why are you taking the time to write a nice email to me i mean if i complain all the time todd no thanks i <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh thanks yeah no it's a cool video i did i'll try to not to complain so much when is uh, tour idaho again it's anytime you want to do it, but you kind of have to be able to go. With, it kind of it self regulates its own season because uh, mm. there's there's passes up in the mountains that have snow on them, okay, and then there's sections you go across the desert where it can get too hot. Oh, okay. And it basically runs from Utah to Canada. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh it's mostly you know it's all off road. Uh, large majority of it is single track, and mm. they do a really good job of putting stuff together. It's one of those it's one of those rides. It's a bucket list thing for a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, I, I just kind of did it on a whim and it was, it was awesome. I, 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 and I did a video about it and thank God that, uh, my buddy Will showed up and helped me shoot the video. Cause mm. that would be, I mean, I do that kind of stuff all the time. It's yeah. just, I never go to the extra effort to, to, um, you know, uh, document it and, right, right. and tell, I actually, RJ, who helped me out with those KTM 390 videos, by the way, which are pretty sweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He, he's like, dude, you need to you need to have a camera. And he, he actually pitched me on having a camera on this other stuff that I do. And I'm like, Oh, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, that'd be so cool to do. Cause like the story in 20 years will be really, really yeah. cool. And, and, but it's like, you, you just, there's a lot of work to, to do it. Right. But yeah. he's like, yeah. he's a camera guy and he's like, and he's right. He's, I could shoot all that. I could shoot it. And it just, it, we store it, you know, and then it's, then we have that archival footage and I, and I'm like, Oh, it, it, it would be so cool if, yeah but anyways Mm. so uh uh matt do you you know what i rode on the tour of idaho uh ktm 500 because it's the best bike yeah best bike out there there for anything yeah thanks ktm not saying because we're sponsored
1: (laughs) no i got the ktm banner came up the right one
2: i did gabe did you push some buttons and make that happen no yeah the good good time uh
1: what does wild sandwich say uh, he says, I'm going to have to disagree with the commenter stating you're a great dad. I think it's ter- it's a terrible thing to do. I can't believe you even consider something like that. I love motorcycles, and now that my kids are growing up, I ride them regularly. As they were growing up, I did not ride one. I would never purchase a motorcycle for my son.
2: Uh, so wow. Wild Sandwich is commenting on on somebody who, who commented that they thought that the KTM 390 would be a good uh, adventure bike for their son. Mm. And I, I don't really remember if he talked about the ages or the ability levels or anything like that. It's all kind of aside, but mm. um, I think it's a personal choice. You know, I, I decided I, <laughs> I I didn't want to be a dad so I could go riding by myself and not <laughs> not have to worry about putting diapers on kids and stuff. Yeah, so you just uh, waited till till they turned fourteen, then you go and took them on the. A... But I thank my parents every day for the day my dad brought that clapped out CT 70 home, taught me how to work on it, made me work on it. So it would run agreed to be able to, you know, I could earn half of my next motorcycle, which is actually, we got another CT 70 cause we broke that one in half. Um, <laughs> I got an XR 80, which I, you know, had to make $300 of the, of the 650 to, to be able to um, get it. But it, man, thank God my parents did that. Cause otherwise i I'd, I'd, I'd be a, a murder hornet yeah <laughs> yeah Maybe. something like that or you know who, who knows i mean it's kind of buzzing it, around it yeah it takes a lot of a lot of distraction to kind of keep me focused so mm. i mean it, it's a personal choice you know you're you're lucky your parents got you into dirt bikes oh yeah yeah um, you, very, would, very you would you would you would you would have never met me and then you wouldn't like math no definitely and you wouldn't not. be doing gravitational uh
1: computations no, no i wouldn't uh no no i, I don't even want to know what would have happened if i didn't uh didn't ride dirt bikes. Yeah, I, I might have ended up just staying in Pahrump. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's trying to get as he's trying to get out of here right now. He's here on quarantine. He's trying to yeah. leave. Two weeks left. Two weeks left. No. Uh, and so you know, he says this guy says as he was growing up, he didn't own one, and I mean that's that's a respectable thing. You know, if you decide, hey, your family's more important than this, but it's a personal choice, and and. I here's here's about kids and dirt bikes, and this is really important, especially you know now that you know kids are just so into devices and and things. It's like if you don't own something that can hurt you, um, you're going to be an idiot mm. when you grow up because you you've never you've you never been hurt and you don't respect certain things and and riding a dirt bike because you can do it when you're younger before you get your driver's license makes you a better driver. It makes you 100%. more rea- reactive. You know attentive to how mechanical things work, how they perform, how they move and, and aware of your surroundings because you got to experience this stuff on a mechanical object that went faster than you can walk. And, and it's, it's way faster than a bicycle. And, and, and so it's going to make you a better driver. Uh, you're going to learn to to have to work on it. Hopefully, you know, hopefully your parents make you work on that bike. So you're going to, you're going to learn some mechanical aptitude and hopefully they take it away from you. If you really like it, when you screw up in school, and do other stuff. So I can give you a lots of positive reasons for, um, having motorcycles for kids. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it, it helped, it helped me a ton. And you talk to most guys that ride dirt bikes, dirt bikes, didn't get them into, you know, drugs and crime and, 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 and bad things. I mean, sure. You know, the dirt bikes attract a different type of, of person. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not the guy that's going to get, enamored in playing chess or or you know is is ready to go out to the golf course and you know that's just that what they aspire to do you aspire to do crazy stuff and Mm -hmm. the dirt bike is a great way of doing crazy things legally Mm -hmm. and you will teach yourself safety or hopefully your parents kind of you know help teach you safety in conjunction with what happens when you fall over and got hurt in your dirt bike because usually the first Mm -hmm. times aren't too bad and then you go, ouch, that hurts. It's like, don't do that again. And then you respect it. And then you know what pain is and mm-hmm. try to avoid it. Yeah, bad things can happen. But bad things can happen when you play basketball in your driveway and the basketball rolls out in the street and you run out in front of a car. Okay, basketball is bad. Nobody play basketball anymore. Right. Okay, is that a good rant? That was a good rant, yeah. Wild sandwich. I, I have something
1: to add to that. I was like, well, people won't let their kids ride dirt bikes, but they'll let them play football. And with all the concussions everything we learn about football, like – I would argue that our football is a little bit more da-
2: is a little bit more dangerous. Anything can be dangerous. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's just you know, you can increase the odds or decrease the odds by doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Hence, this guy's um, idea that he wouldn't want his kids to have dirt bikes or yeah. buy his kid a dirt bike. Um, but you know, he'll he'll <laughs> he could he could produce a kid that doesn't know how to drive and get smacked on the on the on the in the street
0: mm-hmm.
2: while he's driving in a very easily avoidable accident. Based right. on reaction times, I'm just who knows. Right. I don't know. I don't judge either. So uh, yeah, de- definitely
1: everyone has their own little their own little lifestyle only own little philosophy. Right. So what are we on to next? Uh, Akesh Paul uh, on the 390 short review. Uh, how is the low end performance? Uh, performance. It's a little sluggish in the Indian variant.
2: Well, I have not ridden the Indian KTM 390, but if you would watch the long review. Uh, that's why we made it. It goes into great detail. And so now I'm mad at it, at YouTube and Google for not uh, providing that on your feed. It should have been the next one in line. Because mm-hmm. that was the teaser video and the long review uh, gives you all all of the info. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually it. only watched the long review, I didn't watch the short one. If so. you if you can say this next name right, you're you're going to India. <laughs> uh actually I actually I think I got it. Uh Adarsh Kumar, VP. Yeah. I guess so. Lucky. You know, you know how bad it is when I try to say the names.
1: <laughs> you want to give it a go or? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, he, he's asking, so all these tra- uh, traction control and quick shifter necessity for a uh, necessary for an adventure bike. I think it's an overkill.
2: Well, a hush. Kumar. VP. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a two way street. And with, all the stuff they put on that bike i think like I, I would i would argue that quick shift is a little gimmicky it's it's mm-hmm. not a standard feature it's an add-on but it's like mm-hmm. but it's pretty cool if you just want to bang if you like get want to get on the street and bang shifts yeah that, yeah y- you know that goon that goes across the they come to the they always have a loud pipe too they come to the stop light or the stop signal and they take off and oh, they, yeah. they they launch in first gear get halfway through the intersection and they miss shift yeah it, it, you know that guy full over rev, and then wait right, you, right. You've, you've done that before Oh, I haven't done that before, but I've heard it. Oh, I do it all the time. But uh, uh, the quick shift eliminates that. So quick, you know, so, but it's quick, it's just a little gimmicky. Um, ABS is really, really good uh, mm. for emergency situations for novice riders. Trust me. I, I, I watch people lock their front wheel up all the time on accident and the ABS does save them. But I do think that you should actually learn, you know, how to ride without ABS, Personal opinion, I do teach a riding school um, at Jimmy Lewis, www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. Uh, go check it if you want to be a better rider. Uh, so, and and uh, the traction control, same thing. I mean, you watch, you know, new novice riders, they're not that good with the throttle. And so this is kind of taking some of that, what could turn into a bad thing, and stopping it from happening. So it's preventing crashes. So it's, it's like I said, it's a two-way street. I think it is good... Um, there's good technology and uh you know it's it's on that bike it's used properly uh mm-hmm. um and, and i wish i could turn some of it off more or some of it was more adjustable but that's what they make more expensive and better equipped bikes for that that allow you to do that stuff it really bothers me when i can't turn some of that stuff completely off mm-hmm. so and I, I think also like it,
1: it depends on uh the it depends on who's looking at this bike right didn't she say it's supposed to it,
2: it's supposed to be for like a very broad uh, audience. It's, it's a yeah, is in a world audience. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a performance bike, but here we have you know in a lot of places in the world we have you know you have twelve nineties, and at that point no, it's it's the entry level. It's the one to right. work. It's the one to it's the stepping stone to get you up to the twelve ninety or whatever you aspire to ride yeah. next. Which leads us into our next question. Okay, so uh, I think Sarge Kill one one
1: three four. He uh, He's saying, uh, I would like I would love a comparison video uh, like a 390 Adventure versus an XCF350. Oh,
2: like, like I said earlier, um, I'm too lazy to make a video, <laughs> another video. I don't have – we don't have that much time and nor uh, it, it, the, the finances to knock that video out like tomorrow like you want. But I want to do – I'm going to give you the live comparison, which is actually really simple. The KTM 390 Adventure is a better entry-level small displacement adventure bike than the XCF 350 will ever be. It's just, that's what it was designed to do. Now, the KTM 350 XCF is a way better enduro dual sport bike than the KTM 390 ever could be. Um, it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges, but they they're kind of at the same displacement, and we did go out and ride both those bikes back-to-back, believe it or not, because I have a 350 XCF here. And when we were going to do the photos one day, Heather and I, when we went riding, we had both those bikes, and we swapped around. And anytime we were on anything technical, single track, you know, uh, anything that would be more enduro, I would much rather be on the 350 XCF. Anytime we were cruising down the highway on a gravel road, no question i would rather be on the 390 so you have to kind of decide you know pick your poison and then and then you know how fast you're gonna ride where's your ability level the more you're more advanced the more you're gonna appreciate the 350 xcf and you're gonna wish that you were on maybe a 1090 or a 790 as opposed to that 390 mm-hmm. so um yeah that's uh you you'd like do you like that video because you know what i do in that video matt
1: Uh you ride it.
2: I would jump the three fifty over the three ninety and do like a one hander. Oh really? Yeah. I would do like a one hander thing. I'd throw my hand up in the air. There you go. Like I was winning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just uh kind of relishing in the in the feeling. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of the KTM three fifty. Okay. So this is from Silverback K nine. Where did you take the bike around for five minutes? Looks like an interesting terrain, maybe not too far from LA. So he's
2: watching the KTM 350 video test which is actually I think it's our 2019 I'll never tell you. <laughs> I will never ever tell you where videos were shot or where where it was because in my world I ride really really awesome places and get to go cool, you know, riding the best stuff and if I've it's taken me 30 years to find these places and to learn where the the good trails are and where the unused stuff is. And if I tell everybody where everything's at, it's like, I'm doing a disservice to the people who's, you know, that's their good area. And the guys that have spent the time working on the trail. Cause when some ding dong goes and, Oh, look, I found this awesome trail and puts track logs up in the internet and tells everybody where it's at. And then it gets torn to hell and then it's junk. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not right. So I'd, I'd never really reveal locations. I kind of encourage people to do the same because you would not want Everybody riding in your backyard and I don't want everybody riding in my backyard. And if you have a private place, I would hope that people respect it. And if you know, if you're out working on trails and building trails, uh you know, once you put some sweat equity into a trail, some work into a trail and working Mm -hmm. on it and you see it get torn to crap because a bunch of guys didn't respect that, you know, they're cutting corners or riding off trail or jacking stuff up, uh yeah, it'll change your opinion on that and and uh so yeah, that's my thing. You'll never know where – I will never post uh, where we're riding, and it it looks like interesting terrain not too far from L.A. because it's in Jawbone Canyon. Yeah, Jawbone Canyon is where I did all that video. I'm assuming that's not the actual name of the of – the Oh, I said it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's closed right now, by the way. California State Parks closed it, but uh, that's what they do over there.
1: Oh, yeah next all right so uh paul and reno uh he's uh he's asking two questions both very long so post review dialogue about the 390 adventure to you it's just a review to us it's accurate information that helps narrow down whether a motorcycle is the right choice or not and why it's not brutally honest it's just honest Please keep the format: multiple riders, multiple skill level, multiple gender, etc. Pushing the bike to all uh, on all available terrain that each uh, tester feels comfortable with. There are many reasons you had so many non-USA comments, and I believe it is because of the well-rounded testers and comments from them, and possibly the lowest level of bullshit that uh, came from the final review. I'm not in the market uh, for a new bike, but if I was. Uh, if i if i was this review would have been the info i needed before going to the dealer and speaking of bullshit okay
2: let me well cuz that's when i chime in when you say bullshit that's me yeah so um thanks paul that's uh that's good and it's funny as i've been told to to never say that i'm being honest or brutally honest with you and i've kind of taken that to heart cuz everything i say is kind of that you know yes, yes. um I but I've decided that what we're going to do is we're going to start selling T-shirts, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh, giving away motorcycles so I can get more Instagram views and and uh, sign, raffle, sign selling raffle tickets. Yeah, yeah. Did sign you, me up. Did you do that already?
1: Oh no, did, no. You're... But uh, but if, if if you're offering a raffle for a new bike, I I
2: desperately want is, a new bike. Is that what I need to do to get more popular? Isn't good information that you get for free enough? It is. Okay. But Thank, uh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Let's get into the bullshit. All right. So, question number two: UNBC Mark uh, started to bag on the marketing departments that's of that's Berm Cannon. Berm Cannon Mark of Moto. Uh, I, I don't know what that is. Of which I loved hearing. I think. I think your listeners may want to hear your take on the level of hype that comes from the marketing departments and how it may affect reviews on motorcycles. Both you and Mark have been in the biz for a long time. Have either of you been uh, slapped a metaphor for something you've said that went against the, the grind of the motorcycle manufacturer? If mortal journalists are too truthful about a, modelful what, a model, what happens? If they don't stick to the script, what happens? Does truth telling become a career killer or not?
2: This is an excellent question, and I'm, I have no problem answering it to be honest with you. Especially on the first show that KTM <laughs> decided, decided to sponsor, um, so uh, we started to bag on the marketing departments, and it's it's it. We I did I don't know if we got into it on that this particular thing, but so a lot of times. You know, they have a the marketing department has a direction that they want to go. They've got some research or they got some information that they think is really going to spark the market. It's going to it's going to bring their product to life more so than the product itself. And you know, like I'll I'll, I'll even bag on KTM right here. So, in their marketing information on that on that uh, three hundred and ninety Adventure, they say that the the three hundred and ninety Adventure frame is inspired by the KTM four hundred and fifty Rally. Back to your rally bike, and I'm I'm like it's I I don't know if we did that. In that thing is is it inspired that that it's it's actually a frame and it's made of metal and that's the, where the similarity. It's a trellis design. Yeah, yeah. That, so the design is kind of the same, but I don't think there's I, I I would be really hard pressed that the guys from the rally department and the guys that designed that that frame ever actually had any sort of communication about the design of the frame. Mm-hmm. and so so now we're bagging on it and but that's what the marketing department said mm-hmm. and that's the information that was fed to journalists and I guarantee you you know that some of those journalists are gonna are going to march down that path and I, the marketing department has to create some hype and that's their that's their job that's right, what they right. that's what they do um ideally in my world the product speaks for itself so when we go to these press junkets and we go to you, you know, they, they feed you a nice dinner and they take you to a really nice location to ride a mediocre bike. It's still a mediocre bike.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you, you know, or, or the, the you, you know, and, and it's hard with like the KTM 390 cause that's one we just had, it's hard to take, you know, high level riders, guys have been riding for a long time and take them and go, Hey, here's a, here's our latest new product that we need to sell a lot of. And we have to make mm-hmm. it really. And, and, and you're, you're like, this is a beginner bike. Oh, this is so below me. Mm. I see that all the time from these guys. Like, oh, look at me! I'm I'm, I'm going to go jump this thing and show you how badass I am. And yeah. you know, the, it, it, there's a lot of different stuff uh, there. But um, there's there's manufacturers that will put pressure on certain journalists when they feel it's applicable. Uh, there's journalists that bow down to the manufacturers because they're afraid mm. they're not going to get the next the next test bike. And I've yeah. seen test bikes pulled. I've seen advertising pulled. I've seen um I've seen modified test spikes go out to certain individuals yeah, yeah because they they know that that journalist is so lazy that they can't figure out how to kind of tune it properly to to make it run like the client would or the that the customer would expect mm-hmm. I, I've seen it all I've been doing this for a long time uh but that's not the way that we do things here and when and have I been slapped yeah i've been I've been slapped before, but it didn't affect me it did not change. What I said or my opinion, and and it's it's very rare that I've ever retracted uh, an, a, one of my opinions or changed the results of any tests, unless I went back and found out that I was wrong or my testers were wrong or incorrect. Your opinion is your opinion, mm. period. Okay, and when you know when you when you make a factual mistake or you maybe tested the the bike, the product, in the wrong application that's on you. You did that. You did that wrong. Mm-hmm. But if we test it in the proper application for what it was designed for, that's how we do things. Then it's a, it's an honest and, and fair review. So I haven't really had to back down. And a lot of times I asked, you know, I asked the manufacturer, Hey, what's your, what's your direction? What's your target? You know, your product, you know, coming that's building product, what are you trying, what, what is this, what problem is this solving? And if it's, it's like, well, it looks better on the bike. It's made of a different material and it's blingy. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, that's, that's good. You know, they're not telling me it's going to, you know, make it work 120% better. Right. It's not going to be like a factory race machine. So um, so kind of if, uh, you know, so I've been slapped. Yeah, I've been slapped. and, and, and But at the in the end, it's funny because I'll get slapped by the marketing department. The marketing department will come back to me and go, ah, you know, you should have done this, should have done that like this. And I kid you not, half the time, it was either the day before or the day after. I was on the phone with their r and d guys, and they're saying, "Why did you feel that or how did that work or how did that happen mm-hmm. or or what was this?" or the day after you know r d 's call because the marketing department said, did you read this shit?" and then you know and yeah. then they call up and they go, "Hey what 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 this, that, and the other?" And we have a very constructive, interesting discussion, and generally mm-hmm. um, it's uh, they <laughs> we all end up agreeing in the end. right maybe maybe my tone could have been a little bit different sometimes Mm. uh and maybe uh my understanding of what the product was could have been a little bit different but i've been doing it long enough and i kind of understand where the products are coming from now that's that's why you need to take the what do you have to do the ktm 390 to get 70 horsepower out of it i think you have to yeah don't don't dig in there yeah uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: I didn't bring my highlighter, so I, I can't like annotate. We this. try
2: to give honest reviews here. Brutally honest. <laughs> I said it yeah. there. It's, bru- it's, it's brutally honest. Well, and
1: you know, what's interesting though, is like, uh, you, you would expect, you kind of expect the marketing to, to respond like that. And the R and D to re- respond like that. Cause they both have two, those two departments have totally different jobs, right? The marketing department is supposed to make the product look good. It's supposed to make it look fantastic. Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I, mean, I mean, every once in a
2: while, the marketing department has to polish a turd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. And that's that that's got to be a tough job. Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, especially we see it a lot of times with motocross bikes. So motocross bikes will have like a, we'll call it a minor uh, minor update year, minor model. They'll get bold new graphics or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they'll talk about how they changed the color of the airbox cover. Yeah. You know, like the airbox cover went from blue to white. And I remember, because this happened on a brand. It went from blue to white. You can probably guess which brand it was. And I cornered the marketing guy. Mm. And I said, "Um, what was that for? And he goes, well, it makes the air cooler when it comes into the motor. It cools the air down. So a few years later, it went back from white to blue or white to black. I don't remember. Mm. And I said, so a few years ago, you were using the white one to cool the air down and this bike hasn't had any significant changes since then that you would need to not need that extra cool air for the extra horsepower. Can you explain this? I just asked the question, you know, (laughs) I, 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 probably did make a joke about the new cooler colored, airbox cover or whatever, you know? So, Hey, that's, 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 you know, that's, that's marketing. Um, Right. Right. And, and so they do struggle with that sometimes, you know, to try to try to make it better. And yeah, that's so yeah, I've been been chastised, but it doesn't work. Bermcan and Mark, probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, just as long as you're, as long as you're honest and you're fair and you test things the way they're supposed to be tested. And Mm -hmm. I think it's all good. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. That's, I, I will not, well, I will disqualify certain people's opinion cuz I realize that it's that it's ridiculously biased or it's coming from the wrong direction or they don't understand. Right. And my my opinion has been disqualified many a times. Thanks Ron Lawson, uh, dirt bike magazine <laughs> back of the day. But I I'll tell you when he disqualified my opinion, now, mm-hmm. you know, much older now, much wiser, kind of like Ron was back then. Yeah. Um I picked the KTM 250 uh, motocross bike This is back in 1991 When I was a factory KTM rider Yeah I picked it as the best motocross bike I was an off-road racer, by the way Right, right uh, But we did a 250 motocross out At Dirt Bike Magazine and I picked the KTM 250 uh, I think it was called an SX back then I'm pretty sure What year? 91 The red, white, and blue one No, it was a green one Oh, yeah, it was the teal Is that teal green one? No, did, this was the red, white, and blue one So it was 1990 then yeah. It had to have been 1990 <laughs> So I picked it. I have a good picture of me cartwheeling that bike too. Uh, at the test, oh,
1: we need we need to get that up here on, on these TVs. Yeah, it's
2: only it's it's in film. It's hanging on my it's hanging on my tool chest back in California. Uh, but so I picked it as the best bike. And the funny thing was, is the motor could argue arguably been the best motor at the time, The suspension was a little suspect. But I I was A, used to it, because that's what I was racing on, and Mm -hmm. B, I knew how to tune it. I was the only test rider at that entire test that was actually making clicker changes and adjusting things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The rest of the guys were just there to get their photo taken, which is (laughs) what you get with most test riders. Right, Um, right. They're there to get their photo taken and try to get uh, popular. So, um, yeah, so he disqualified my opinion of picking that bike first. And I I, I, I agree with that. It was his magazine, not mine. I was just smart-ass punk motor uh, off-road racing kid yeah that was yeah. trying to get my picture in the magazine too <laughs> first year of the uh, yeah first year of the 300 this is a yeah this is the 250 motocross shooter i remember that i i should go dig that up i have i have that in the archives you should
1: have just like a i don't know just like a podcast uh like a podcast where are just talking about like uh like stuff that went down like uh, shootouts or uh just like bike tests that, <laughs> no, come that wrong. that's
2: that's what this podcast is sometimes. Yeah. Some
1: next next next. Okay. So this one's from uh I'm assuming it's Lee uh gross. I'm hoping it's not gross. Um hi Jimmy. Can I trouble you to point me towards a reliable source for a new uh, new or takeoff carb for my two thousand three YZ two hundred and fifty F, please? There's a lot of there's a lot of mystery stuff on uh, on eBay, but I would like to support someone who knows what they're doing, and it's hopefully a small shop. I don't expect you to do this kind of stuff for free, so I'm buying
2: a t-shirt. Thanks you, thank you for your help. I actually answered his email um, specifically because he bought a t-shirt, and you can buy a t-shirt uh, at uh, Dirt Bike Test. Store, something like that. dot com. I don't know. Dirt bike test. Go to dirt bike test and there's a button that says store and you can yeah. buy. I think it's test dot com slash store. Yeah. Well, it's just go to test dot com and then find store and then mm. click on that and and uh, buy t shirt. And we're almost sold out of a lot of them now. So and I don't know when we're gonna get another order because because Gabe says I have to take any money that I get there and pay him before I can actually restock our t shirt supply. And if we made money on the T-shirts, it would be even more awesome. I think – but, like, uh, so I'm doing the janitorial stuff. I'm, like, you know, sweeping the floors and cleaning the place up, and then I have to take my time from that to go over and package up the 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 stuff, the T-shirts, and then send them out and go to the post office. Gabe did that, like, twice. Did you do that twice? Yeah. I could add it to your job list, but I can't pay you for it yet. It's, it's rough around here. The cat food – is pretty tasty. And you notice I haven't – I've been on a liquid diet for a couple days. Yeah, it might have been the cat food. Um, okay, wait, back to what <laughs> – we're talking about Lee Cross's carb. Yeah, yeah uh, carb for 2003, 250F. So I'll tell you a little story about those eBay carburetors. Uh If you get what you saw in the picture, uh, that would be uh, win number one. <laughs> if you get what you saw in the picture and uh, it is what you saw in the picture – examine it closely because there might be like orifices and things on that carburetor that don't actually function. I've actually seen a carburetor it's a it's a rip off of the Kean um, FCR carburetor, you know that has a that has a pumper, you know mm. a diaphragm pump on it. That actually had no diaphragm pump in it or anything. It just was shaped like that. And it was essentially a Bing carburetor <laughs> like like a float bowl with a main jet and a needle and a pilot jet, and it had a needle and a round slide in a FCR carburetor. The round slide was, well, I could probably put my pinky down in the slide. It was a thirty nine FCR, but the slide was actually in like amazing. They they basically took the parts from a like a Honda fifty carburetor and fit them inside of that that shell. So. On those carburetors, when you get a carburetor that should cost you four or five hundred dollars, and you get it for thirty nine ninety five, <laughs> you're getting what you paid for. Trust me. Um, so be leery of those carburetors. I've also seen some very good authentic knockoffs of the can, the that that FCR carburetor. So the same carburetor that's on your um, your two fifty, but it has what we we would call a mystery jet selection. <laughs> it means that. They just put, like, it. it's all the stuff. It's all the same shape and all the same dimensions, but the sizing's a little bit off. Uh, So the (laughs) nozzle may not really be right there. Who knows what kind of passages they have between the bleed and the the other ones. Um, uh, So everybody I've ever encountered that knew anything about anything that has bought one of those carburetors said it was a nightmare to get jetted if they were able to get it jetted at all. So what am I saying? Oh, try to find it. Maybe try to find a dismantler that has taken one off of that particular bike. In all honesty, those guys know what those things are worth, and they're going to charge you a fair price for it. So if you really need one, um, you know, if your carburetor's just got gummed up, you'd probably be better off spending the money buying an ultra an ultrasonic cleaner and cleaning out your carburetor and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, and fixing it. Or if your carburetor's worn out, and carburetors are a wear, a wear item. Um. So you, you, if you're worn out, then you're going to have to find another one. And yes, Al. I wonder if we can get a KTM car to test. A KTM car. Oh, you saw the release of the new KTM car. I don't know. I have to get the press information on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see something where they're releasing some Expo crossbow. This is not turning into a KTM commercial just because I'm wearing an orange shirt that doesn't say KTM on it. It doesn't say Home Depot either. Well, we an expert right here is, it, so. oh yeah. I thought that, uh, that hey, have, uh, they, have they had those out at the track before? No, at Road America. At Road America they had them. Yeah. They're, they look pretty awesome. I've seen the, the radicals and all the other cars that they have out there. Of yeah. So we're not a, we're not a car show either. We're not gonna turn into a car show. <laughs> just, just we're gonna keep it the dirt bikes. Some there. adventure bikes. <laughs> okay.
1: I uh, I actually do have uh, do you think uh like electron or Smart Car might
2: have a carburetor for that bike? Yes, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ali, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, Matt. This is why you're on this show. Yeah, not you're, not just so I can drink some of your good tequila. You're way better than Logan. You actually say something. <laughs> yeah, Logan, that's a slam, by the way. That's that's being mean, and uh, don't know, they're, they're not hurtful words. They're just I'm just trying to encourage the vocabulary. I know you have smart things to say. <laughs> okay, yeah, smart carb or electron or yeah. Or, how are those electrons?
1: I kind of see everyone. Everyone seems to be buying them these days i i me personally
2: uh, i'm not a fan um, okay Why's because that? they 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 they're very smooth and they don't they kind of smooth the bike out and they don't necessarily have snap now i'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be brutally honest here i've never actually gone out and spent a ton of time playing with them and testing them mm-hmm. and and i and i probably i probably should but yeah. i'm past carburetors i really hate well, actually, those are actually pretty good because you all you have to do is click the needle. I mean, yeah. you don't have to open them up. So maybe it's almost as good as fuel injection. But I'm um, I'm into the fuel injection age. I like pushing keys. Mm-hmm. What am I? I just said I'm like I like working on electronics. Oh, geez. I'm just <laughs> so wrong. Um, but uh, they they tend to run. Uh, they they really smooth out the power. And mm-hmm. I used to think that I I liked or I wanted smooth power, right? Which I do. I want the power delivery to be smooth. I don't want it to be over enhanced by a carburetor or a pipe or you know, in either way. I don't want them to be over enhanced in a smooth direction. I don't want them to be over enhanced in a in a snappy or aggressive direction. Mm-hmm. So um but for a lot of guys, I think it's I think it's really good, you know, especially trail riders that are maybe a little ham-fisted with the throttle. I yeah. want my throttle to be so precise and if I turn it a certain amount, I want a certain kind of response, and and on those I found that I, I wasn't getting the same level as response that I was with a Keen or a Makuni mm-hmm. as it, it would eventually catch up, but it was it was like a little bit delayed, you know, a little bit like a little bit like traction control, right, right. So if that's a good thing for you, I think it's a good thing, but if you're yeah, um, maybe, but aren't those carburetors mostly? Uh, do they have four stroke applications? Or are they mostly two stroke. I
1: actually don't know. I've I've only been hearing them and seeing them. I have a I have a buddy who put one on his YZ250, but
2: uh, I haven't heard anything about for four strokes for the Electrons. Yeah, that's uh, well, I the the when I <laughs> when I was riding an Al Baker XR628 Baja Commander. Uh, it had a uh, a very early version of the electron on it, and mm. and back then they were some of the first pumper carburetors uh, uh, for you know aftermarket stuff for four strokes. So mm-hmm. I they did at one time make uh, make that stuff. So uh-huh. oh, I to have my phone on me. I could do a quick Google search right now. <laughs> no, 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 we don't need to do that. Next question. Oh yeah, question. No, they, they, make them for- they make them for four strokes. Okay. Okay. I was just on your website. Yeah, did you buy one? Yeah, <laughs> good. I
0: was trying to smooth out my 380
2: a little bit. Your KTM 380. Yeah. that's a horrible bike. The only <laughs> reason I'm saying that is because I actually spent a long time. I I spent a long time jetting and tuning a KTM 380. It was back with it had the SCM ignition, and I have a, I have a pro circuit pipe and muffler for one of those. If you're interested, we go upstairs and talk about a little. You know, I'll I'll put it on eBay and sell it if you don't. It's <laughs> it's real original stuff. Um, but uh, I I. I had a KTM 380. I man, I wanted that bike to work. So I spent a lot of time jetting it. I got that thing jetted perfect. That thing was so good. It was smooth power, long power, everything you wanted in like a big bore two stroke with lightweight. And it was the optimum thing. And the ignition went out down in the bottom oh. of an ice canyon. Oh, no. Yeah, which was, it was, it was hell, hell getting that bike out of there. And I, and, and I sold it. So, uh, did we we never finished up about my Husabergs last week. I kind of kept that on the on the download, didn't we? Because <laughs> that's the other bike that like I'm. I would talk about how yeah. bitching the power wasn't. It let me down the other week too. But if hey, if you see some Husabergs for sale on uh, on Craigslist in uh, in Perump, you know oh, what? Oh, Husaberg three hundred? No, five <laughs> five seventy, bro. The well, one. What about, the one with a lot of power?
1: There's 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 only uh, what two hundred seventy cc difference and a couple strokes less, but it's. It's a Hoosberg.
2: It's blue. No. has KTM printed on it. Yeah, mine was made by Hoosberg, guys. It's totally different. Okay. Uh, It's completely different. But if you see them for sale, the love affair has ended. We might have had a divorce, but I don't know. I'm waiting for the parts. They were supposed to show up today. Shipping's a little bit different these days. Um, Next.
1: So this one's from uh, Matty D. Most highways in the U.S. have a 75-mile-per-hour
2: speed limit. I'm just saying. So he's talking about the CRF 250 L Rally. Mm-hmm. And uh you want me to read his other one too? Yeah. Well, I uh, so you're bummed that you can't like get a gross negligence speeding ticket on your CRF 250L, Gabe. How fast did you get that thing going? One. CRF 250L rally. 73. 73. Man, you couldn't even go to jail for that. <laughs> See, uh. it's designed for kids like Gabe. Who? How fast? Like, how fast did you get the KTM 390 going? 80s. That's getting closer. KTM 500. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, that's higher than that. But in Gabe's defense, Gabe goes out to the dry lake bed where it's totally legal to ride off road and do crazy stuff. <laughs> he's not. He's not doing this on the street. Uh, next. So uh, also from Addie D. Uh, in
1: quote in quotation marks, it's only 20 or 30 pounds. Uh, laughing emoji. Is he joking? Yeah, man, that's nothing. Here I am trying to cut ounces off my bike. LOL
2: if you're trying to cut ounces out and you're looking at a CRF 250 L rally, that's the wrong bike to be doing (laughs) that on. Hey, Maddie D thanks for watching our videos and stuff. Um, I appreciate your uh, input and, uh, I don't know. Did you say it's only 20 or 30 pounds heavier than something else? That's in the video. We said that, right? I know we said that. Um, no, we're not joking it in, in, in that, in that segment, in that market, like that 20 and 30 pounds at that, ability level, and the only time you're really going to feel it is when you're picking it up off the ground. And I will always say this, if picking a bike up off the ground is one of your performance criteria for a motorcycle, you should get into cars or something that doesn't tip over because you're going to have a very, very hard riding life. Or you can come to JimmyLewisOffRoad.com and learn how to become a better rider. There we go. Do you like how I did that, Matt? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, Why...
1: Is there any uh, screens for the for the riding school up
2: here? No, oh. I, I haven't. That'd take time. I have to build that, and it take nah. time, and it probably wouldn't pay off very much. <laughs> you can you can you can use this is a Jimmy Lewis Riding School offroad.com uh chapstick. Uh, you can use this. Uh, I have it under good authority that Dakar champions use this. I, I do. I do have that um, from from what I know. So uh, don't forget to. Uh, you know, check out our store. Hey, if, uh, you're clicking through on, uh, Amazon, uh, from our website, if you go to our website and you see one of the links down at the bottom, search do that. We get a little, uh, we get a little piece of that. That helps. I'm going to go through the questions
1: on, uh, and it doesn't even have to be anything dirt bike related, right? Like you can just go on the site, click the
2: link and just buy, uh, household items and just, yeah, you slice. can, you can buy anything, um, mm-hmm. buy, buy, um, when you buy like a set of tires or stereo equipment, that expensive stuff, your new iPhone, buy mm-hmm. that. Go through the dirt bike test link. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate that. It, we get you know not much, but we get something. It helps. Um, you can pay Gabe, Chris. We're working on it. <laughs> Detonation is combustion without a spark. So that's just just in case you know. And Chris, if you're still listening here, um, when when does the? It's when the flame fronts collide uh, into the flame fronts colliding is that where the knock is um and and how does that somebody explained this to me once but i forgot i tried to learn how to program ads into the back of a website and then i lost my uh my stuff um you're uh uh hey do, <laughs> does uh does dennis know you're riding his ktm 950 Yes, he is. He told me to ride it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I saw
1: Dennis on here and I'm like. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been riding it back and forth to my grandma's place, helping her out with some stuff,
2: and I wrote it here. Cool. It's my it's my in-town commuter. Hey, Matt, another thing I've just learned on the, on the chat room, bad tequila causes a knock. <laughs> 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 uh, um, late ignition uh, that explodes after the spark ignition. That's what takes the edge off the piston and removes the bumps from your credit card. <laughs> good one, Chris. Um, let's see. Uh, somebody says he is a hack, and he's probably referring to me. So that's okay. Um, see any other? You don't have this going. Uh, Janie says that uh, riding dirt bikes is a great family activity. It is. And um, San Felipe Bob, and I've seen this on the uh, on the uh, uh, the Facebooks. He makes his kids work on his own bikes, which is which is good. Um, dirt bikes make you a real man is what Andrew McDaniel says. And Andrew sent me that mime about, uh, uh, the Cinco de Mayo curse with the coronavirus. Oh, the meme? Yeah, the meme. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see, scrolling down through the comments. So if you're ever wondering, uh, how we, uh, do this, we do it live on Facebook currently because we get a fair, it's our kind of our local place. If we could ever expand out, we could do it live on a few different platforms. But our issue is there. I would actually need more producers and more people here to kind of feed those comments to me, and it would require a whole no- another level of technologies that I don't understand. Matt, you're mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. You think we could you could do that?
1: Uh, yeah. If you uh, if I'm back in Reno, and you fly me down every every week. I'll fly, I can do it. Fly
2: Fly you down. Yeah, that drive's really long. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't be doing that drive. <laughs> um, well, I'm pretty sure with technology and all the social distancing stuff, we've learned how to do this, all this stuff remote, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, but then I can get a weekly trip where I
1: can actually ride a dirt bike.
2: So. Um, uh, Patty, who is Chris Blaze's wife, is she's, she's asked if she's too late and she's drinking or we're drinking or. She got to the cinco de mayo party a little bit late. That's how I promoted this thing on on my my own uh, my own page. I said it would be a cinco de mayo party that you could go to. That um, yeah, Yeah, but we don't have any we we don't have any food though. We only have tequila. Okay, you want to try some like mid level to to, yeah? I'll try some mid level. Just just a little bit though. Just hooked it on the microphone. Oh, so yeah, you you go you go ahead and pour those. Um, So that's that was my Valentine's present, by the way, for my beautiful wife Heather. Uh has she been, has she uh has she done any one of these uh shows? She called in once, I believe. I think I called her and <laughs> she she actually provided some pretty good info. People yeah. said we should have her back on. Um okay, Andrew McDaniel takes a stab at detonation. Frame fronts collide, causing a disruption in molecules which cause the incomplete combustion in a closed vessel. Did did you Google that? That sounds like a that sounds like a a Google. a Google. That, that sounds like co- uh, copy and paste from Google. Yeah, and, and Mitch tells me that dirt bike news can help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid to mention the other guys. I, I still I, I should have I should have um some of these other guys on and we should do we should have a, a shootout of journalists. A journalist shootout? A journalist shootout. Yeah. Like we should shoot out journalists. We should have People ask us questions. I don't know how this would work. We should actually have people ask us questions, and then and then we each get to respond. But nobody can. We could do this like kind of like a Jeopardy, like like a Jeopardy, kind of like Jeopardy. And then you get to pick your best. Uh, you get to pick the best answer, and the best answer gets the the the, the two hundred dollar or whatever it is, or tequila. And then we go. Then we go to final Jeopardy where we all raffle off motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the, somebody wins. <laughs> yeah, free promotion. So well, not free, but yeah. I think, I think, uh, Georgia, you're, um, you're, uh, paying attention to this. Have I answered most of the questions on the chat room? I can't, he'll, he'll get back to me pretty quick.
1: If my phone wasn't nearly dead, I would have had it pulled up and I could actually,
2: <laughs> I could have been a helpful co-host. Yeah, you plugged into every outlet we had available here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, my, my phone won't charge. It It, it just will not charge. It's been stuck at 10% you all could, day.
2: You could go to Amazon right now and buy a new phone, clicking yeah. through the link on com. I actually need that stimulus check yeah. for more responsible things, though. Oh. Like rent. Rent, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm down a job, so. <laughs> um, hey, Matt's looking for work up in Reno in the motorcycle industry, if anybody's out there uh, yes. watching. Um, I don't want to go back to Starbucks. You worked at
1: Starbucks. Yes. Working, Waking up at 3.30 a.m., Wow! Oh, because yeah. because you, you you're you're you don't have a lot of time to work, so you need to work when. Yeah, yeah. So so I'd work the morning. Sh- I'd work from uh from uh from, I think it was four or four thirty uh to uh to like uh nine, and then I'd have class at ten, and then from ten to one I was doing class, and after that
2: I would go do a math tutor until seven. Kids, listen! Listen to this. This is this is how you pay your way through college. It's like you hear him. said he got up super early to work, and he did work, and and yeah, it's brutal. I, I
1: still have to take I still have to
2: take out student loans. Like it's still brutal. It's that's just cost of living. <laughs> well, so so I mean, at the end, yeah. all you can you can expect a minimum wage job working at the like uh, the meat packing plant <laughs> uh, contracting viruses yeah. find out that find out that the uh, government subsidies are you know way better than actually working and just stay at home that's that's what ordinary right. that's what the regular people do but you're not going to get a brand new KTM no. uh, by doing that so no. I, hey your hard work is uh, uh, appreciated by everybody we need we need more uh, kids like you um uh, because I rode dirt bikes. Matt, somebody wants good. to see your ID. Uh, I know Matt's old, old enough to be having the tequila. He's- I just have a baby face. I know.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I actually went to a, a bar in, a, uh, in an airport. Uh, I think it was right after my 22nd birthday. And the, the waitress, she comes almost sprinting over saying, hey, you have to be 21 to be in here. I was like, I am 21. She's like, can I see your ID? So I pull out my ID and I just see her jaw drop. <laughs> she couldn't believe I was over twenty one, and then she just was taken back. It's like, well, what can I get you? And then when I ordered a beer, she's even more surprised. She was expecting me like some frou frou drinker or some <laughs> something like that. Uh,
2: so, um, yeah, George, I got that question about the the, the short review. Um, how is the low end performance? It's a little sluggish. Yeah, it, it it it's it's sluggish because it's designed for a, a novice rider on the KTM three ninety. Um, uh, you know, an expert rider would call it sluggish, um, but and I'm sure all the reviewers in India are, you know, probably experts. I don't know how that how that works there, but I haven't ridden the Indian version. Um, but yeah, I would say compared to a, a racing type bike, yeah, the performance on the KTM 390 is sluggish, but that's not a that's not a bad thing. Okay, Uh I have this bolded thing. Did you want to go? Oh, with is that? it? Yeah. What's that? This is, a, this is a good question. I ripped it off from my good friend, John Burns, who I used to work with at Cycle World magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, John was the shop boy. John is a, a wordsmith, a talented writer, uh, a mediocre writer, uh, and so he got promoted out of shop boy because I got – I got hired on as essentially shop boy <laughs> and, and then he got to do what he was good at. It was, was writing uh, really good motorcycle journalism. Mm. And, uh, so, uh, he's, I don't know exactly where he works for now. I think he's motorcycle.com, motorcycle online, motorcycle, something or other, but I, I see him on Facebook and stuff. And so he had a post that said, uh, is it a good time for buying a motorcycle? Is it just buying a motorcycle or buying a new motorcycle? Just buying a motorcycle. I think I might have typed that in because I think his question actually said buying a new motorcycle.
1: I, I have been noticing um, – I noticed Suzuki, some Suzuki dealerships and Kawasaki uh, on their website, uh, they are, uh, like, taking, like, $1,000 off some of their, like, 250s and stuff. Right. Oh, Suzuki for sure. Yeah. Oh. I, I actually saw one dealership in Sacramento was doing uh, $2,000 off and still offering
2: financing. Huh. Um, so is it a good time to buy a new motorcycle let's go around the horn on this one Gabe good time to buy a motorcycle now yeah. new and used more used, more used. really why are people dumping stuff because you, you you check the you check the the classifieds so it's a good time to buy used there's deals out there if you have money They're desperate for money too. desperate for money okay yeah I
0: think
2: it's good for a new one. good for new yeah, yeah I,
0: mean, I, I won't say
2: Yeah, so so they're seeing Mm -hmm. good deals on new bikes at the The dealership. What do you think?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I actually have a
1: buddy. uh, He's been uh, Yamaha his whole life, but he really wants a Suzuki right now because he's seen how cheap they are and. Doesn't mind kicking, and um, I've heard uh, he uh, been hearing some things like watching YouTube videos and stuff, saying that like you can build them up to kind of be whatever you want them to be for the price, uh, buy it and build it up for the price of some of these other new ones. Okay, so you can actually
2: go on DirtBikeTest.com. You might -hmm. have heard of that little (laughs) website. Yeah, and and I think Scott does kind of a hop up article on the on the RMZ 450. Trevor Mm -hmm. has our RMZ 250 right now, and he he's been picking at me because I'm, I'm like take the damn thing back i want to get a drz 400 for berm cannon yeah um but uh the rmz 250 he wants to do kind of some hop-ups and 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 i'm like okay you can do it but you got to use some different stuff it can't be all the same stuff we always see i want you to try something different and i, and I you have to keep the cost conscious thing in mind yeah and yeah. back to that question about the journalists and things like we're in a world now where like if if you have a voice that's like half as loud as ours and ours isn't really that loud yet, but you have Mm -hmm. a, you have a little voice. People will send you product all day long. Yeah. Yeah. If you just say, Oh, it's great. It's bitch. And it's the best thing ever. And, uh, and, and so that's what they say. And everything's great. And most of them are just bike build sites. They're guys that just, they slap every free product they can get on the bike, known to man and say, Oh, it's great. It's bitch. And better. It's this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, whether they go and sell that bike that they bought used and now they're going to sell it for a lot more with all these free products on it, or they take all the products off and sell them to their buddies. I mean, this is even when I was working at magazines back in the day, like mm-hmm. the, the journalist pay was so low. Half of these guys were subsidizing their income. And I never did this. Mm. I can honestly say, I never sold anything I was ever given. I traded stuff all the time. Like with my buddies that surfed, and my buddies that had skateboards, and my buddies yeah, that yeah. that had snowboards, we it, there was bro deals going left and right. But a lot of these journalists would take stuff, get them for a test bike, do a test on it, and sell the stuff. That was how they were subsidizing their income. You always want to know the dirty little secrets, right? Yeah. Um, I need to write monkey butt too. I gotta call. I gotta call super hunky. I gotta call Rick. I gotta see if he'll let me. <laughs> go. I can. I can pick up where he left off. <laughs> it would be a good book. Um, Death of the magazine, <laughs> as it would be called. Uh, but uh, back to the where, – where were we with this? Is it a good time to buy a motorcycle? Is it a good time to buy a motorcycle? I I think it's really good. And then, you know, like you're talking about, like the the deals at some of these dealers and like Suzuki, if you're not really on the on the cusp of performance, if you don't really need the top, top level, the bike isn't bad. Yes, yeah, that's what it's, I've been hearing. It, you know, sure, you don't have electric start, but neither do the KX250 kxf 250 Mm -hmm. so so on the 250 on the 450 it's the only kickstart 450 hey for some people that's an advantage they don't want to have to worry about maintaining a battery and have to worry about keeping the thing charged up um they you know they're going to let the bike sit for a little while and and Mm. if if you're that kind of guy that's only riding that often you probably don't need that top top level of performance it's not to say that you know most people want that but hey maybe your budget's in a little different category But even even you know the brands that have the premium product right now are you know I'm pretty sure certain dealers are probably really willing to deal and if you have the money and I, and you said financing and that that scares the hell out of me I would never finance a a, a, a dirt bike a yeah. toy I don't think I would either but um, I know a lot of people who would yeah and but if that's if that's the option you want to use and that kind of stuff is out there uh, you know go for it that's why it's there but you know be smart about that yeah. <laughs> I would say. Um, <laughs> Uh, save, save, save up your money so you can buy it. I had to do that with my mini bike, although my parents kind of financed half of it for me, I guess you could say, but it taught me, I mean, I had to work my ass off to get that thing. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, I see Baja Diaries. Mark is on there. Um, is he answering questions? (laughs) He says not, it's not a good time. Okay. So, So here's Baja Baja Diaries is like the, uh, the, anti new bike guy i think uh, is uh. he no no that's torture test oh well if torture
1: test is uh if if, if he's it's building a good, up drz 250 it's, it's
2: a good it's a good time to go spend a dollar 37 on a clutch plate or a crush washer for torture tests bike yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go find the bi- bag of ball bearings for him right now <laughs> um so okay motorcycle dealership should be giving zero down he's talking about financing mm-hmm. <laughs> and zero percent financing
1: uh, again i saw a craigslist ass uh craigslist ad in uh sacramento for that suzuki that it was it was that it was like zero down financing two thousand dollars off
2: yeah it was crazy yeah so yeah to keep the keep the motorcycle industry alive if you're still alive uh, yeah <laughs> keep it keep it alive we'll see how all this stuff changes out Anytime's a good time to buy buy should a we, bike if you can do it. Should we wrap it up, man? I think we've been going for an hour and a half. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought this was going to be a short show. I really I really did, but um, it's all working out. Mm. I want to thank everybody for joining in live. If you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, thank you as well. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry you had to look at me this whole time. <laughs> um, uh, but hey, it's interesting. Uh, you can get to see the pretty pictures that Gabe puts up on the slideshow in the back. You can see the banners from our awesome sponsors. I'd like to talk about, again, KTM for helping us out. And KTM is powered by a distinct ready-to-race mentality. KTM is the world's leading high-performance street and off-road sport motorcycle manufacturer with North American headquarters based in Murrieta, California. Over the years, KTM has built a reputation as a fierce competitor on racetracks around the world, and the brand's remarkable global success is reflected and every product it develops and every move it makes yeah like sponsoring the show that's 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 super high performance what about these sprockets here those are ddc sprockets and you can check them out on at ddcracing.net that's delaney drive components i run them on all of my bikes and another good thing about ddc is they really sponsor they help out the off-road community by supporting land use um activities they're they're involved in that as well as, as i am and a lot of people are it's it's a fight to be able to keep our areas open where we get to go riding um so pay attention to that uh climb i forgot to talk about climb didn't i i'm not wearing climb underwear today can say can Here's say that
1: something that's climb
2: that's a that's a neck warmer thing that's probably the wrong season to be pulling that out matt but you can well no if you can it's a it's mask a neck warmer but oh, it's a mask yeah. I was gonna, yeah hey do you want to sit closer than four feet apart yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I but you gotta on. take the headphones off. Yeah, I know it's too much work. But it's a it's a it's a neck warmer that can be used as a as a germ, a germ uh, eliminating spreading device. And it comes with a climb sticker that you can put on front so you can represent. Right. It has a climb thing, K-N95. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 1095 ninety five. K N ninety five. Oh, it has like a like a K N filter or something like that. K-N95, yeah. Climb oh climb N ninety five yeah. So I don't really know how much all that stuff works. So you got to, you know, do your own research on that. I'm not a scientist. I just play one on this damn podcast. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, Climb makes some of the world's best, if not the world's best, off-road riding and adventure gear. And they make street bike gear too. Um, I wear it anytime I'm riding for fun. And that says a lot about it because I have the opportunity to wear pretty much uh, people dress me up like a anything you know like whatever. a model like a model yeah. yeah i used to be a photo model but you know um okay anything else any other, any other business uh let me drink some of your tequila oh you're welcome that's what we do on uh i'm not going to show my id though cinco de mayo yeah i know i know you're old enough yeah uh good save some for, me. Save some for al no you can't have any al if, you, if you're, if uh, you're, we talked about this. You're 78 years old. You're going to go ride dirt bikes tomorrow, and and you don't need anything to slow you down. Okay. Yeah, you, you should know this. You shouldn't have some young punk telling you what to do. Or speed him up. <laughs> or speed him <laughs> up. So uh, thanks, thanks for everybody that came in live tonight. Uh, live good, studio audience. Yeah, live studio audience. Good to see you. And uh, like usual, what are we going to do, Matt? We'll see you on the trails. See you on the trails. Cheers
0: what's up moto buddies mike here from taco moto co what is the taco touch it's the best service in the industry virtually 24 7 tech support via email or text and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure.